Crypto, here on B-Sides Radio, B-Sides Stories, Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Big thanks to New Zealand on air for all of your support and uh, amazing mahi. It's a track by Cody Nielsen uh, called Christopher's Birthday off his uh, Birthday Suite album. It's I love that one. Very good video. Well, from bit I saw. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, speaking of good things, we've got a couple of guests in the studio now. Uh, Perrine, do you want to do an intro? Sure. So today we have Binge Culture and to talk to us. They are a local artist collective, which I think is based around theatre, but also um, bringing like arts into the streets with um, video and audio tours and um now into your ears via podcasts as well, so maybe some competition for us, David. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, Joel Baxendale and Freya Daly Sadgro. Kia ora, Kia ora. Um, so, what did I mark up in my intro? No, what no, did I get perfect. wrong? That okay. was absolutely, I was like, this doesn't usually happen because uh, <laughs> I usually No one have, knows how to describe binge. N- me least of all. It's <laughs> 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 really hard. And that, um yeah, actually, so I was trying to do it in today. I've been doing today classes, and that, oh, that's even more on. difficult because I can't even do it in English. Let alone, <laughs> no, I can't. Okay, there's no, <laughs> I have no idea what any of the words are in English for what we do. Mm. Let alone what the. Sometimes it's simpler in a second language where you have fewer words to work with, yeah. so you just make it work. No? Yeah, in this case, Carl. No. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, that was perfect. I thought, like, if I wish I had recorded it. Oh, maybe we, mm-hmm. we have recorded mm-hmm. it. There you go. So I'll go back and I'll write it down. <laughs> um, and that's what I'll say to people. Perfect. Um, enough praise for me. Um, can you? Can we just start with hearing a little bit about kind of what binge is all about? What you guys are kind of trying to achieve with what you're up to, apart from having mm. fun, which might be one of your goals. <laughs> oh, definitely. You don't you don't do this for this long with you're not having fun. Yeah. At least sometimes, um, at least most of the time. Um, but I guess the thing that I've been saying, falling back on to describe our work, is that we're really interested in the audience experience and how we can interrogate that. So everything is that we're doing, whether it's with audio or video or creating something on the street or creating an interactive work, which is what we're doing at the moment, it's all about investigating that audience experience, how they can have a more meaning, not necessarily more meaningful, but more, maybe more agency within the work. Um, uh, and that, yeah, seeing there's lots of different ways you can do that. And that's why I guess we have all those different strands. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the most recent works that we've done, like about as different as they come. Yeah. There was one, one, um, video walk, which is, which is, a. Uh, um, you sort of follow, or sometimes it's called a follow film, which takes you around Wellington streets, um, and you follow the film essentially on your, on your, on your phone. phone, match it up with your environment, and listen to audio mm-hmm. and stuff. We did a app-driven performance in Cuba Duper called Big Data, and um, that was driven by an app, but also had live performers and lots of hidden spaces around the city. And then Werewolf, which is what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. which is in one room. Um, but the audience get cards at the beginning. They all sit in the circle, and it's basically 
Um, well, you, yeah. you can... I mean, it's we sort of started from the point of Werewolf, the sort of party game. Um, have you played? Like Mafia? Is that, is, okay. It's also Mafia. I, I've played it, but I could not explain it. Yeah, I, don't, well, I don't really remember it. <laughs> you lied to your friends and, <laughs> yeah. and tricked you them, do, right? Yeah, you do a lot of lying. Um, yeah, so in the game, you get cards that tell you if you're a werewolf or a villager, and there are some cards that have special um, talents or whatever. But we sort of took the idea of those cards and also... Um, the night and day The phases. night and day um, oh yeah, yeah. And so at ran night people with die, and at yeah. daytime people try and figure out what's going on. Mm. And so we, yeah, we took that, and I guess that's in this work we're investigating the kind of game elements, how we can use those to activate the audience in a in a gentle way. Yeah, <laughs> like we're not. I guess the the other side to that equation is like we always want to give the audience more agency, but in a way that doesn't make them feel uncomfortable, like. In a way, yeah, because part of it is like you can have agency to not. Um, yes, important. Mm, yeah, because yeah, people have very varying um, approaches to how they want to be as an audience member. But I think we just want them to be able to have the whole range of that, of of you know interactivity. Yeah, I I remember was it Ancient Shrines, mm. sort of an audio tour here in Waitangi Park and and there were sort of almost three strands of how into it you wanted to be and if you were just an observer or uh, an extrovert and then they all sort of weaved together it was um, really clever and enjoyable yeah that was really not nice I think the only problem with the um, with giving people those options so explicitly in that show was that um, <laughs> the very active given a choice of three people would kind of lean like into the middle or to the observer and so you'd have mm. these like in some most shows you'd have like four or five people who'd going hard <laughs> and then like <laughs> 20 people watching them <laughs> uh so it was yeah that was a bit tricky i think in another version of that show we split people up randomly yeah um but we then we'd hone down all the different parts so it was yeah these are the these are the questions, the dramaturgical <laughs> questions that we struggle with on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of used to um, seeing how people respond in situations and kind of encouraging them into um, ways that work for them. I'm just thinking about how you do these corporate workshops as well. Mm, well, yeah, I mean, we've kind of... It's all, yeah, it's every, I often feel like we are at the beginning, every time we meet a new, a new crowd, we've been doing some stuff at, um, at De Papa, um, for their audio, their official audio guides. And like they, (laughs) one of the instructions was like, yeah, yeah, this needs to be really, we want it to be really, um, you know, um, creative and all this stuff, but it also has to work for a cruise ship audience Mm. so there's this every time it's like there's a slightly different context which means we have to basically start right back at the beginning working with kids as well sometimes is like yeah so it's it's, (laughs) (laughs) all like and yeah and then working with business people is another thing entirely Mm. and haven't done as much of that recently because it's 
bloody hard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to imagine my workplace, <laughs> the kinds of trouble they'd bring to the situation. Some, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, or in some ways bring. it brings, or not bring, but sometimes it something that works for one audience will bring out the worst in another mm. audience. Mm. So, um, yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but we we have fun playing and yeah. experimenting. Got pretty good at um, rolling with some very diverse punches. Yeah. You tell them about what happened on Friday. Ooh. Shall I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, so um, with Werewolf, so we've actually, we've done two nights out in Paikakariki. Um, and we do, so this week we're doing another four nights. We're doing four shows. Mm. Yeah, at um, Breaker Bay, uh, Breaker Bay Hall. Mm. And um, so in our rehearsal period for this pair of seasons, um, we went out to Kapiti College and um, did a kind of open rehearsal with a drama class there, which was awesome. Um, we and were they have investigating like how we could use these cards, so we're really like throwing out lots of random ideas and testing them with them. Yeah, because yeah. we've done really we've done a development we've done a development season before and we've actually made a lot of changes um to the show and how it kind of operates. But yeah, we really wanted to test out how far can we push um these cards that tell audience members what to do and how specific do they need to be, how much room do we need to give them. And so we we really went to town with with the um with the high school students, yeah. and they um, took to it uh, like fish to water. Is that a thing, or is yeah. it ducks to water? Fish don't have to take oh, water; they start ducks, out on it. Ducks, isn't it? They Sorry. were ducks, um, and you know we all went a bit nuts, which was very fun. Um, and then they came to our opening night, and they really they once again they went wild, um, which was the thing was is like even though we hadn't we would toned down a lot of the things that we were doing between the rehearsal and the show. Like the rehearsal was lots of experimenting, throwing shit at the walls. And then we refined that into the show, but they were still in rehearsal mode. (laughs) (laughs) And like one guy just like went totally just into full improv. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which was, yeah, you know, we, um, we got to, we got to kind of live, with because we've made our bed a little bit in terms of letting the audience um, do what they want. Do what they want, um, and because we've always, it's been a really difficult line to walk um, in terms of how we get, how we activate the audience, but also have a cohesive, um, ex- a cohesive experience for them as well. Um, so there's some stuff that we. Um, really need to be in control of and some stuff that we're trying to release control of a little bit um but yeah that was a real trial by fire the um our opening night <laughs> yeah oh, i was just gonna say like in this well like we is particularly because they've been primed mm. for doing that and it was kind of that's kind of on us like i don't think they were a bad audience we um <laughs> like i don't think i think it's kind of a a variation on the customer is always right type thing. Like yeah. an audience's reaction is always valid. It's not always good, <laughs> but it's always valid. And it's on you to, to facilitate their experience, you know? So in that case, we've really felt the rain slipping away <laughs> when he, mm. when he started like shaking in his chair and turning into a well for like, this is, this is a whole <laughs> new thing for us to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
nah, but it was yeah, there they got that enthusiasm. It's a it's a cool thing. Um and we just yeah, we gotta we gotta adapt every night. Yeah, we locked down that mm. Saturday night. That Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, Saturday night. <laughs> we're now like, yeah, we can now deal with anything. Yeah, guy was like, I want to leave the space. I was like, you're leaving the space. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> You're out now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just way more brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm going to the show on Thursday. Cool. I'm really cool. looking forward to it. Sorry, spoilers. I'm going on Saturday. Yeah, also, don't want any spoilers. I don't think we've spoiled. But is it is it scary? Yeah. It's so scary. Okay. Okay, like especially because Oliver Devlin has done the sound design mm. and Ollie, yeah, is a big important part of binge culture and does a lot of yeah. a lot of really magic stuff. But I feel like he's really, um, I feel like this has been a, I don't know, he seems to be having a lot of fun and he's made um, his sound design for this show. He was showing it to us. His, his new stuff, um, you know, last week, at the start of last week, and we were all actually just jumping in our seats, um, <laughs> and it wasn't even dark or anything. But yeah, this is it. Um, yeah, because his sound design mostly happens in the night phases, yeah. so it's obviously yeah, it, he's it's the perfect to environment for listening to that. Yeah, yeah, because it's in like pitch dark, and so the sound is the whole experience and it really um yeah it really mm. takes up the entire space it's like another mm. character in the show and he's got he's got it in a three-dimensional thing he's got so many things going on and he makes it seem like a breeze you know yeah. so it's like 3d sound and then he's like live mixing oh yeah. yeah it's amazing the things that kind of we thought surely that that's like blue sky thinking stuff, but he's doing it on the fly. Just yeah, we really need to pay him more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a genius. He should be. I mean, yeah, he's 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 pretty in demand as a sound designer. Yeah. I... let's not talk him up too much because there's some more, <laughs> there's some some more poachers. Poachers. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're very lucky. Every time I work with Ollie, I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm a big simp for Ollie. I just think he's a genius. We're so lucky. You're all right. I'm okay. <laughs> um, shall we move on from talking about how great Ollie is? Ollie. <laughs> I'm sure everyone in the collective is great. Is it, how many of you are there? Well, it sort of uh, ebbs and flows a little bit. Um, in this show? In this show, there's me, Freya, <laughs> Karen McCracken. Who of, is also magnificent. Who also magnificent. How come you didn't say anything about Joel? <laughs> I, don't get, I don't get praise in this <laughs> the other we had this great moment the other day um where i can't even remember what the idea was i had an idea and joel was like great idea to it and we we didn't get over it for like 10 minutes i don't know because joel doesn't <laughs> Joel doesn't furnish praise on people that much. <laughs> um, and I was like, this is this is the first time. This is it. Anyway, we're, I'm yeah. going to rip you to shreds on the radio. I think it's fine. <laughs> don't get compliments. Don't receive them. I don't know where Maybe the cycle a, started. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you were giving a list of um, people the involved people. in the show. Oh, yeah. So those are the four sort of, um, yeah. Uh, so Ollie's operating. We're and the then the three of us are the performers. Yeah. Me, Freya and Karen. And then... Uh, Ralph Upton's a very important part of binge culture as 
he mostly does a dramaturgy role these days, which is... Can you tell me what dramaturgy is? I know I should know by now, but well, maybe other people listening don't know. People just make it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the, the tradition... Vibe? Huh? Is it the vibe? It's the, the vibe, vibe master. <laughs> vibe master. <laughs> it totally is, though, but it's also like the, the sense master and the, the coherence of the story a bit, right? Like, yeah. I think, I, I mean, in a traditional theatre, I guess this person does a lot of the research, and I think that Ralph does perform that role mm. for us too. Um, but I think he, I think additionally, he's looks and particularly as an outside eye at the the audience's journey through the piece yeah. and then also how that is being read, I think. So he's coming at it from a, that outside perspective. How is all of the stuff that we are making, like whatever we've come at it, whatever we're intending or whatever we're thinking we're exploring, how is it reading? Mm. And I think, yeah, so he plays a really important role in... And that, and he also plays an important role as being kind of like an audience <laughs> member who doesn't really want to participate that much. <laughs> like he, so he's quite can. Uh, he's really good at being like, I wouldn't want to do that. And like, you know, we can test the boundaries on where we're going, pushing too far, pushing an audience too far. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, because in terms of rehearsing this kind of show, it it's so hard to rehearse without an audience because the show relies on audience kind of mm. what they bring to it. Mm. Um, and when we don't have a test audience, that's Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> and he does a pretty good job of playing multiple multiple characters from the audience. Yes, he does. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's good at that. Because also when we do get test audiences, and this is why it was so great to work with um the school the, group. The school, because, you know, when it's your theatre friends, they're primed to react in a particular way, whereas when the actual public comes in, it's like you don't really know. Mm. So Ralph, yeah, Ralph has his finger on that. Yeah. Often playing slightly heightened characters yes. from the audience, like yeah. heightened, doesn't want a bar of it audience member. But it's good because... The very enthusiastic do. audience member. Yeah, we love it. It's it's. Yeah, he's essential. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's sort of been the the core team for the last few years, really, or a couple of years at least. Um, mm. You've been doing this for ages, though, Joel. Well, enough. Yeah, I guess we started it. Joel is daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ralph is big daddy. Yeah, because originally we took we all took part. The people who started Binge Culture took part in Ralph's honors project which was an exploration of Force Entertainment, which is a quite a famous experimental UK company. Um, and the people who were part of his project that he was directing uh, went on to form, form Binge Culture. And now a lot of those people are still involved, um, but perhaps a bit more peripherally, full-time jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah, Ralph is big daddy. Ralph is big mm. daddy. Even though I do the bulk of the admin these days. Um Ralph's got a two-thirds time or three-quarters time job and I kind of run Binge Culture full-time. As, um, as a job? As a, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's great to hear. It's Yeah, I mean, there's piecing together a lot of different stuff and then pulling a few, like, in personal contracts around and about, but, yeah. Personal contracts. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite, I don't know what I'm, what I'm, what I'm <laughs> that phrase. <laughs> um, 
um, in the last minute or so. Um, this is part of Loomis Festival. Mm. Are you guys going to other things in that, or what's brightening up the winter? Oh, there's heaps in Loomis. Unfortunately, we don't get to see that much because we're yeah. on for most of it. Uh, tonight is um, Witching at the Witching Hours, a season of the Witching Hours, which is mm. Euther Dean's um, mm. podcast and, and live show, mm. which will be awesome. I wish I could see it. Um, I think it's almost sold out, but yeah. you might be able to get in. It's tonight and tomorrow. Sure way, yeah. um, with one story by Euther and one by Tay Tibble, which... I will definitely be, yeah, I'll mm. listen to that later because it'll be podcasted. Live radio in the, yeah, in this. I mean, my only reference is the Goon Show, but, you know, like with the... It's very fun. <laughs> the live sound effects, etc. Yeah. And there's a great um, uh, art show on at Thistle Hall, which is part of Loomis. Oh, and the, there's a big procession on Monday on the solstice, ah, which yes. I'm helping with as well. Later, Farrow is really leading that. Uh, and that's going to have 70 kids from various schools, wow. uh, w- all with masks that they've created with later um, <laughs> and doing a bunch of crazy stuff, for, starting in Waitangi Park, if it's not pissing down. All right. Um, oh, that's it but- for the day, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds terrifying, but also great fun.